The Donut Bag is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Your data is your business. Protect it with ExpressVPN for three extra months free with a one-year package. Go to the link listed in my Twitter profile. We are in day, I don't even know, let's say 40 of Steelers, Steelers quarterback held hostage. What are you doing? I'm marking the days. Yeah, I'm marking the days. <laughs> We're in prison. We're we are in, in prison. <laughs> we are in. We are in Steelers quarterback purgatory right now. Between now and the beginning of of between now and game one, that's all we're going to talk about is who is going to be the quarterback. I'm I don't want to say I'm sick of it because there's still a lot to talk about and there's still a lot that's going to happen. But my goodness, folks, there's other things going on in the world. Nothing's more important than this, Joe. And and for the better part of mine and Andrew's lives, man, we've never had this conversation before. Not, not, you know, to to throw shade in any other direction in this trio, but it's, it's, it's such a weird space to be in, to, to be legitimately talking about drafting a quarterback in the first round or, or going after some of the biggest names in the NFL. And, you know, for once, you know how annoying it gets in the offseason when every time somebody gets cut or they're announced they're going to be a free agent or they unfollow everybody on social media and you're like, the Steelers can't sign He's, everybody. Right. The Steelers should get them. The yeah. Steelers can't <laughs> sign everybody. So we we have genuine hopes that they can go off and get these guys. When the and Kyler they have Murray the stuff, cap space for once. Right. The, when the Kyler Murray stuff happened, I wanted to roll my eyes and I was like, you know what? <laughs> you know, there's, there's that slim possibility. I'm just going to be open for it. I, I have painted myself into a space where I'm happy almost no matter what they do, because uh, eventually they're going to get it right because that's what they do. And if I have to wait 20 years like other people in this fan base had, so be it. I've had a fantastic first 18 years of this fan base. Thank you. They're going to get it right eventually. Andrew, what do you think? I... Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. I, you, you don't I, sound quite I, as optimistic I, I, as me. <laughs> so I think it's going to take another miracle draft pick. Like, like, like we got with Ben, like Ben was what the 16th pick overall 11th or 11th. Like we, we got him and he happened to be the savior of the franchise at that time. There's not going to be, we're not gonna we're not gonna move up or down and we're not gonna like trade draft picks or get draft picks this year or next year or even the following year and get this like savior of the franchise it's it's gonna be a while maybe we will i will say to andrew's point to andrew's first point think about the perfect storm ben was the third quarterback selected in that draft we're going into a draft that has six seriously unproven guys. What are the odds that you take the one that can lead you to another 18 years of consistency? The odds aren't in your favor. Well, no. and not even that. I'm just saying, like, look, look at the years in between, like, the Super Bowl winning years, which was the 70s, and – then we won in the 2000s. Like, look at the quarterbacks between then. Like, we had 
Tommy Maddox, we had Cordell Stewart, we had Neil O'Donnell, we had like we we had quasi decent quarterbacks, just not Super Bowl winning quarterbacks. So I'm I'm not confident in us drafting the next Super Bowl winning quarterback in this draft. So I think we uh, I mean I've seen I mean I've seen us Jimmy Garoppolo, Marcus Mariota, like I've seen I've seen a bunch of stuff. So uh what the Steelers end up doing, I don't think I, I don't think it's a super bowl winning team next year. No, not at all. You never unless know. you get Aaron Rodgers. That, that that's the only way. <laughs> no, 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 I and I don't think I don't think we have the capital to bring him in. Where was the Cincinnati Bengals a year ago? They were drafting. They were a mess. They were drafting number six overall, and they were wondering, should we get a wide receiver? Should we get a, a, a an offensive lineman? Should we get Penny Sewell or uh, Jamar Chase? What are we going to do? Look where they're at now. You never know. This could be a this could be a Super Bowl team. You've got the defense for it. And I mean, I say only Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, there's a lot of dudes that can overcome the bad offensive line. And you still recruit the value of giving us a. I don't think you get Russell Wilson for any anywhere near the money the Steelers have. The Steelers have some of the most cap space in the NFL. And on top of that, if you trade away that draft capital, you don't have to eat that much in cap space when you make that trade. You're going to be able to go sign people on the offensive line to help bolster that. You've, you've got a Super Bowl winning defense if you shore up one corner uh, to kind of be there when Joe Hayden's not available if you bring him back. I'm, and, and maybe that's a little bit optimistic, but you have, you have a lot of potential and star power at wide receiver. If you can just – if you can hold on to Juju, you've got – uh, young superstars in Pat Fryermuth and Najee Harris. You fix the offensive line, you find your quarterback. A lot can happen. Joe's absolutely right. There's since the Cincinnati Bengals haven't been to a Super Bowl since 1988. They hadn't won a playoff game in 31 years. And in two days, they're going to play for a championship that a lot of people think they can win, despite all of the defensive talent on the Los Angeles Rams defense. So you absolutely never know. I, I fully agree with Joe. But l- let's roll something out. Um, do you think they'll make a trade for a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Jimmy Garoppolo? I'm not even sure who else uh, else is out there. Do you think they will trade? They will give up draft picks, which they need. They need. They have. They still have a lot of needs. I don't see I don't see them making a trade for a quarterback. I, I see them trading up to draft the quarterback, but I don't see them trading for a Aaron Rodgers or a Russell Wilson or or even or even a Jimmy G. What do you guys you, think? You tell me who the next GM is. And and couple that with the fact that Stephen Colbert isn't retiring until after the draft. I will say it's more likely it's Kevin they- Colbert. What did I say? Stephen Colbert. That's hilarious. <laughs> Stephen Colbert. Kevin, Kevin yeah. Colbert That's hilarious. is going yeah. to host a late night show. And yes. Stephen Colbert is going to become the next GM of the Steelers. You have heard it here first. We're going from Colbert to Colbert. There we go. Uh, but with Kevin Colbert not retiring until after the draft, it does make it kind of 
precarious. Is Colbert willing to make that kind of move before his final draft? Is he, or is he more willing to go out with a bang by trading up and go getting, going and getting his guy? Because uh, you don't have to trade all the way up to two or three or maybe even four. You just got to get in the top ten, and you can snag whoever you want. So maybe even later. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I'm not keen on waiting for your quarterback to fall to you because if you think he can fall then you you are you are already admitting faults in his game that make him less valuable uh all right but, so 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 in the draft who do you think the Steelers should go for okay uh, well let's well <laughs> l- l- let's talk about that okay so jacob you were just in mobile for the senior bowl what what have you what do you think what what have you learned from the senior bowl what do you think about let's say the quarterback prospects you didn't need binoculars to know that Mike Tomlin was making goo goo eyes at Malik Willis. That's the, that's the that's the yeah, the scuttlebutt. That's what people are yeah, saying that yeah. the, it's, uh, it is a it is a wor- is a very poorly kept secret that they oh, want yeah. Malik. Yeah, and, and think of how poorly they kept the secret last year that they wanted Najee Harris. They don't care what everybody else knows. No. They're they're going to be willing to make whatever moves that are necessary to do what they want and what they feel is best for the franchise. I will say Malik had a fantastic week at the senior bowl. A lot of people left very impressed with him. However, there is the, the, the space within scouting talent where he did a lot of things at the senior bowl that he didn't show on tape, such as throwing the ball away and protecting his body and those types of things. Uh, I really liked Sam Howell which I really didn't have a good opinion of him heading down there, but watching him in practice, he was pretty, he was pretty freaking terrific. Uh, Kenny Pickett is well-spoken and he seems to really care about being a real deal guy, but I don't, there's, there's something off about him and maybe it's because I have bigger hands than him and I'm not an NFL quarterback <laughs> prospect. Um, yeah. I mean, dude, they're small. They are. And he hides them in his pocket. <laughs> And he wears gloves and up. he was, he was not good on the day that they, you know, that it rained for five hours and we stood out there and watched him. Uh, I wouldn't draft Carson strong in the first two rounds and Desmond Ritter. I wouldn't trust to be your quarterback within the first three years of his career. So as far as those guys go, then there's Matt Corral, who's a different prospect entirely. And, and I think is probably the best quarterback in the class, but, I don't think you can get Matt Corral. I think he'll go probably top five. A team will trade up and try to do that. Malik Willis, you might be able to get around seven or eight. I don't know. Just kind of spitballing a little bit. But I, the Steelers, they clearly love Malik Willis. And it's for a good reason. He's a fantastic player with a lot of tools. Okay, so let's let's talk about Malik Willis. Um, he is from Liberty, which is a red flag. Now, he was – where did he Why start at? Auburn. He, he started, started at Auburn. He started at Auburn. Yes, Andrew. Hold up. Why is why is him starting at Liberty a red flag? Small school. I, 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 don't, I don't follow college football the way you guys do. So <laughs> Small school. That's why. Because yeah. it wasn't a Power Big 5 ben school. Came, Big Ben came from Ohio, Miami. So. That was well, – that was 20 <laughs> years ago. Liberty, yeah. Liberty made the jump to D1 while Malik Willis was there. Okay. So that, that kind of, but the reason he left Auburn was not because of his lack of skills. It was because Auburn had a legacy quarterback starting at the time. There was no path to the job within that time frame, right? 
which, you know, that guy transferred. And there's a whole bunch of problems at Auburn right now because of that. But uh, with Malik Willis, I don't think the small school thing hampers him. Now, it, it uh, surprisingly, you look at the trends of what the Steelers draft and small school guys ain't it. But at quarterback, one time they made that, that exception and it paid off really, really well. That doesn't mean there's a necessarily a correlation there. But if you love your guy and he was talented enough to play at a higher level, he just so happened to not to. And he was coached by a power five type coach and Hugh Freeze, who just so happens to not coach power five programs. Why not him? Who would you say he um, compares to? I've heard Cam Newton. I've heard Josh Allen. I've heard Lamar Jackson. We're talking, we're talking a dual threat here. We're talking a guy that could run and pass. We're talking a guy that has great raw tools, great raw potential. Uh, Jacob, do you have any, like, like any comps that you could think of? I don't think it's fair to comp him to Josh Allen or to uh, Cam Newton or Lamar Jackson or anybody like that. Cause First of all, he's a lot smaller than all those guys. He's about 6'1", 220, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so it's Kyler Murray. Well, no, uh, Kyler Murray's way smaller than that. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, he's, you know, he's not small. He's just smaller than those guys. And those guys are, you know, at least fringe Hall of Famers, you know? So it, it's kind of hard. He's to built like a running back, that. right? I'd say he's still built like a quarterback. Okay. Uh, and I don't think he, you know, he might be built closer to Jalen Hurts without being quite as stocky. You know, you could play Jalen Hurts at running back and believe it. Uh, I don't think that's quite the case for Malik Willis. But I will say he he's not the kind of guy who is always trying to run. He's not oblivious to pressure. He's not scared of pressure. He's not he's not bailing on clean pockets. He's trying to win with his arm. And and he's made strides over the course of his career in trying to improve that part of of his game. And he was already really talented at it to begin with. So it's it's more of a a lot of people want to put him in that Josh Allen page because he has so many tools to work with a ridiculously strong arm, a lot of athleticism. But you have to rein it all in to get that perfect storm that Josh Allen is. And that's where people kind of want to try to make that comparison. But as a player, maybe not so much. So the the quarterback that I'm very familiar with is Kenny Pickett uh, from University of Pittsburgh. <laughs> of course you are. Now, <laughs> um, Kenny Pickett is someone who is way more polished, way more experienced. However, has a much, well, I don't want to say much lower season ceiling, but but has a lower ceiling than someone like a Malik Willis who has, yeah. you know, the the immense possible, you know, potential of physical tools. And that's that's the thing is, you know, where do you go? Do you go with someone that has limitations or someone that is, has a lot more potential? But also can you know can 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 crap out too because that you know they won't they won't they won't make the uh, transition to higher competition. That's the question. And then will they be available? Right. I think it's funny with Kenny Pickett. So many people want to throw the Joe Burrow thing at him because he exploded in his final year. 
Well, let's not act like the first four years didn't exist of his career either. He was pretty mid, right? So to have that explosion is quite impressive. He's he's fully worth the first round pick, but you can't be throwing Joe Burrow comparisons at a dude that is nowhere near the talent caliber he's of no Joe. Joe Burrow. If he was Joe Burrow, he we'd be talking about him number one, consensus number one overall pick. Right. So there you and, go you right know, there. Somebody would be trying to trade with the Jaguars. The Jags can't give away the number one pick. Right. You know, there's no quarterback right. worth that space. Uh, from what I understand, this draft is not nearly as talented as last year's draft. Like the, the like the top players from this draft would not make the top 10 of last year's draft. I mean, it depends. It depends on the position. Yeah, right. I, w- I would disagree with that pretty strongly. Uh, I think the offensive linemen in this class are pretty freaking ridiculous. I think uh, I think the edge rushers in this class are insane through like the first three or four rounds. I think the corners are really deep at the top, uh, and the wide receivers are are really really strong at the top. But then it it really thins out uh, as you go through. The problem is is that the, there's so many quarterbacks with name recognition who just you just don't know if you're willing to, to hit your horse to him. Well, that, that that's a thing is maybe the quarterbacks don't deserve to be drafted in the top 10, but maybe they'll still end up being drafted in the top 10 because they're quarterbacks. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. We've seen that in the past. We Look have at seen guys that. like Jake Locker and Christian Ponder and EJ Manuel. Those guys had no business. None. And there's going to be some of those guys in this class. So uh, I'm looking at a, um, a mock draft on NFL.com, Lance Zierlein, and he has the first quarterback going to uh, Washington at 11, and that's Kenny Pickett. The commanders get the their commanders. guy. Commanders. Go Cobra! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I killed the show. Dead sentence. <laughs> the the com- they're they're the commies. <laughs> We've gone commie. Go commies. Go commies. Go wait, commies. Wait, wait a minute. Oh, I'm a smooth guru for America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cobra Commander should be the, their mascot. <laughs> go um, Okay, so in this mock draft, they have the Steelers trading up to 17. To get Malik Willis trading from 20 to 17 is not, you're not giving up a whole lot. You're probably giving up like what, a third we're or at 21, right? A 20, 20, 20. So moving yeah. up three spots is no, you're giving up more than you'd like to though. I, I don't uh, know. Like it depends, I'd rather. It depends, it depends on, uh, on what you give up at that point though. Yeah. But I mean, first round picks, even if you're just moving a couple of spots, like, you still got to give up quite a quite a load, and I, I, I stand firm. If you're gonna if you're gonna draft a quarterback in this class, get in the top ten to do it. Put utter faith in your guy to go do it. Well, except for the fact that they didn't do that for Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger was like what the eleventh pick. He was the eleventh pick, but this was, this was also a draft with Eli Manning and Philip Rivers, and it was who, eighteen years ago. It's a completely different NFL. But uh, but you know, true. and Jacob, you're not, you're not wrong. I'm I'm just saying, like, I mean, you know, going you, back, you, you 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 can bait and switch a little bit. Go like, going you, back, 
um, you know, one thing that really annoys me right now is that the Steelers made a mistake in dra- in trading for Minka because they would have ended up with Justin Herbert. Please stop with this. If we knew what Justin Herbert was, he would have gone either number one overall or number two overall. Or if you had that pick, you're still like not that. taking Justin Herbert. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're not. So, no, you're so not. just no. no I, I was agreeing with you. I was. I, I, okay. Yeah, I was okay. <laughs> yeah, There's yeah, no way I they'd mean, take it. Please stop with this. This this 2020 hindsight time machine no, yeah. bull crap. Okay. Like we are on the same page. Yeah, we're on the Minka same page. No, I'm is just, way better for this team than having I'm, that. I'm just pick. tired okay. of the, the, the Steelers. <laughs> should have never traded for Minka. Like Minka was a gift from heaven. Thank you, <laughs> Dolphins, for for giving away there's two gifts that the Steelers <laughs> have been blessed with Joe Hayden from the Browns and and um, Minka Fitzpatrick from from the Dolphins they just from the goodness of the Browns and the Dolphins hearts they just decided to give away these awesome defensive players and we're very thankful for it but stop oh, and nobody pause right yeah <laughs> <laughs> and with your spirit um yeah I mean come on yeah let, let, let's just stop with that but who knows? I mean, I mean, you know, we're going to look at mock drafts and we're going to look at rankings in mid-February and two months from now, we're going to laugh. There's going to be so many oh, things yeah. that are going to happen between yeah. now and then. Free agency uh, still has to happen. Free agency has <laughs> to happen. We don't know happen. the whole story on anything. Hey. Oh, yeah. I am perfectly okay. I'm I am rooting and I probably am the only one. I would like to see Jameis Winston. I would like I would like to take a chance on it. him. Ooh. I wouldn't hate it. I would hate Jameis Winston, Winston, Marcus Mariota. Thumbs up. Yeah. Those... Mitchell Trubisky, Jimmy Garoppolo, thumbs down. All right. Mitchell Are we all on the same page here? No, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. Mitchell Trubisky? Absolute no. Absolute no. <laughs> okay. <good>. Absolute <laughs> no. I have a friend that is a diehard Bears fan, and he has sung to me like in chorus <laughs> all the things to hate about Mitchell Trubisky. So, no Trubisky. Um, Garoppolo, I don't care about. Eh, if he's there, he's there. See, Garoppolo would the, die behind this offensive line. Yeah, yeah, I well, think so. You'd be dead. The thing anybody would die behind this offensive line. That the offensive line needs to be fixed. Mariota okay. might not. Mariota wouldn't Mariotta die behind it. Mariota would be nice. Mariota yeah. would be really intriguing because the, the 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 brief times that he's played for the Raiders, he's actually looked good. That that might Mariota could scramble. Can can I lay out what I think is actually the Steelers' perfect <laughs> scenario in my <laughs> head? What's that? I think it is using this this uh, capital wisely in free agency, building the offensive line, getting Mariota to come in and compete with Mason Rudolph. He'll almost assuredly beat him out. Uh, and and if he doesn't, Rudolph will fall flat on his face. Mariota can take over. And you hold on to your draft capital. You still feel comfortable to move up and get offensive lineman or cornerback or whatever playmaker you think you need to make. And you keep, you still get to keep so much more draft capital. You can draft somebody in the third round, uh, like a Bailey Zappi or a Caleb, uh, uh, LB out of Western Michigan, like dudes that have tools. They just don't carry the name weight, uh, or a Carson strong. If you feel so inclined, I don't know why the Steelers would do it. They want somebody with mobility, but, 
you you just you create an environment that if you are bad this year, you have at least put pieces in front of this of the next quarterback if you're in position to draft higher next year in a class that is a little bit more solidified in who its top prospects will be in Bryce Young and CJ Stroud. Both those guys have already proven to be fantastic, not that they're expected to be fantastic like Spencer Rattler was. So I feel like you you harvest a a roster that is built to go in either direction very quickly. And if you find the guy this year, if Mariota is fixed or if Mason Rudolph can be the guy with the right pieces, or Mason if they Rudolph suck, the you've guy. got the quarterback. And everything you're able to, to transition into this next era seamlessly. That's just how it works in my head. Let's let's talk about what needs to be done on the offensive line. Um, we got uh, left if your tackle. Name's not Kevin Green. Well, okay, we'll, we'll we'll get to him, but let left tackle Dan Moore Jr. keep make him a backup, replace. What, Put what, him what do you guard. think? No, not not more. No, like, he, he's a should, tackle. He's he, a tackle, but I think the only way you move him from left tackle is if you sign a superstar or if you draft a superstar, somebody who. Everybody is already aware, okay, that dude is legit. Uh, and there's plenty of guys like that in the draft. There's plenty of guys that are going to be in the free agent pool. That's the only way you move him to right tackle, and you go from there. If you can't get that guy, keep him at left tackle. I I, I think it's okay. Um, left guard, who the heck was the left guard? Oh, Dotson. Kevin keep Dotson. Dotson. Why did right? I say Kevin Green? Who the hell is Kevin Green? Do we keep do we keep Dotson? Yes. Dotson's he's, he's okay. Dotson's okay. Um, center is Ke- Kendrick Green. What do we do? Get him at, do we move him to guard? Make him a backup? What, what I do think we, we do? move him to guard? He 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 wasn't he wasn't born to be a center. Yeah, that's true. He, he wasn't born with the arms to be a guard either. He's no he, so he's just backup I, material. I, I have faith in him. He he's training he's training with Marcus Pouncey right now or uh uh yeah yeah, yeah Marcus dude Pouncey. like yeah. Lou played better than than this dude at times like I'm I'm yeah I, no I, I'm not I'm uh, look I'm not saying his technique is perfect I I like his aggressiveness I I like him as I like I him as too. a guard I yeah. think I think he'd be I think he'd be a good guard I don't I don't like him as a center he's here's not the thing if you stay at twenty and the quarterback that you loved is gone. And all those fantastic tackles are gone, but Tyler Linderbaum is still there at twenty. Oh, you, you snatch him Iowa. up in a heartbeat. You don't waste any time filling out that card. You snatch him because in a heartbeat. he is infinitely better than than this dude. One hundred percent. Now there is another um, offensive line prospect that I've heard a lot of that probably will be available at twenty, and that's Trevor Penning from um, Northern Iowa. Do you do you like him, Jacob? That dude's mean as hell. Yeah. <laughs> no idea who I don't follow. Colin. Oh, dude. No, dude. Is. His, his... Just go on Twitter and search his name and look at these videos. Dude, he is a straight up bully. Uh, he's an asshole, to put it politely. Um, uh, <laughs> I mean, but, but but the only thing I've heard is he's not from a power five school. So he's not. No, he's from so a, that could Iowa. be a that could be a drawback. And, and, and if you look at the Steelers history, their draft history, 
They always draft from power five in the first yeah. round. They, they like to find those offensive linemen from Bloomberg, you know, on the streets, you know, right. they, they don't <laughs> right. want to draft them. undrafted free um, agent. Right. <laughs> but at, at, the, at the same time though, this dude, he's mean. I, he's, he's a guy who is worth that space, you know, just because if, if you work yourself into that role and then you perform like he did at the senior bowl, as mean as he was, the defense alignment that he practiced with all week named him the offense alignment of the week for their team. And uh, you know, he needs some work in his pass protection, but overall he's got all the tools you could possibly ask for. He's a monstrous human being. I would, you know, if if you can't find somebody to replace Dan Moore, then at right tackle Trevor Penning, I'd be happy. Yeah, I would, I would love him. Um, So, so really an ideal scenario for Kendrick green is backup center and guard. Basically, you know, he could play both positions, have him play both positions and be yeah. the backup in case someone gets hurt. He can t- yeah, he can have J.C. Hassenauer's job. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, right guard, Trey Turner, get him out of there. Get, 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 yeah, go, was, yeah. go. Thank, thank, thank you. Thank bye. you for playing. Bye. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Um, right tackle, Chooks, I, or, or Zach Banner. Bye. Bye-bye. So, so really, we're looking at replacing three positions on the offensive line. Yeah, I think you can do it. Line. I think, I think that's doable. I think that's doable either through three free agency or the draft. Uh, yeah, it's doable. But look at what they did in the offseason last year. They knew they were weak on the offensive line, and they did nothing because they had they no cap, have space. Any cap space. Now they have plenty uh, of cap space. They have more. Um, they have one of the higher amounts of cap space of i mean i know any they team. Have, i know they have the cap space this year but like uh, all right all right well, well let, let's see what they do let's see what they do let's see what they do hopefully yeah. we'll see there's gonna be oh there, there's, there's just so much that's gonna happen between now between now and the draft between now and in a month from now when there's uh free agency starts and then and then between free agency and the draft there's going to be a lot going on this the, the league is going to turn upside down i'm telling you it really what, is i Aaron think about it, we're in a league where tom brady is <laughs> you know but, i i go, go ahead jacob well this kind of goes on something we were touching on a little bit earlier about <clears throat> what's more likely for them to do take the the quarterback in free agency or trade up well, think about all these guys they're interviewing for GM. And one of those guys being Lewis Riddick, who hasn't hasn't been around in, in eight years in a front office, but was damn good when he was in it. And he's one of the smartest people employed at ESPN, bar none. So if you're interviewing guys like that and an old regime is leaving, Mike Tomlin knows that something's got to change to get this team back in a Super Bowl. Is the team evolving its strategy a little bit? Like, I understand Andrew's hesitation. This team never overspends in free agency, even when it has cap space. It's something they've never done. They've always built through the draft. Right. Well, for the past couple of years, that hasn't always worked out. Even when you've had guys that played marginally okay as draft picks, they weren't sustainable guys that you could keep on the roster for eight, nine, ten years. So maybe there's a chance that they're evolving their strategy just a tad. Look at the Rams, dude. They don't draft anybody. They give their picks away. They trade their their first round draft pick every single well, year I mean, they, and look they, where they, they're at. They put. They went all in this season. Yeah. They they they, yeah. they went all in this season and look where they are. So, I mean, they've went listen, all in the past couple of years, but I, they don't have a salary cap 
because they have finagled these co- these traded contracts to where they're not really having to pay anybody. It's this year or Boston, they're but, gonna they're gonna they're suck. Boston win a Super Bowl. So. Well, you know, it paid off. They, they they took a huge gamble. They paid off, but long term, they're screwed. But anyway, um, I forgot what I was. Going- oh, it was insanely unfair to tell a a guy you drafted in the third round and a guy you drafted, I believe Dan Moore Jr. was in the fourth round. Hey, you're our starter day one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was insanely unfair for for uh, Kendrick Green and Dan Moore Jr. And Moore did okay. Green, not so much. But still, that's a, that's a terrible position to put these guys in. And I know that's that wasn't the plan. It wasn't the plan for the uh the cap to go down you know they 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 got they got hit with a lot of crap but still okay fine that you know it what what happened happened but how about this year we have no matter who we draft let them sit behind an established starter get, well, get people think about in free it too, though this time last year the only guy we expected to replace was Allie. we we only expected to lose Villanueva we, we, we didn't know DeCastro was going to retire. We didn't know yeah. that Pouncey was going to retire. That's true. You yep. know, that's we, true. we figured, you know, you'd be able to use some capital on offensive linemen to, to, to have Chooks fight or that Banner would be able to come back. You know, we didn't see any of this coming. We sure as hell didn't think that Kendrick, uh, Kevin Dotson was going to be out for the year with an ankle either. So, I that's mean, true. it was true. an unfortunate situation all on its own, but – a it was one that was halfway bred because of Ben's contract. Now that that is gone and done away with, whoever's at under center now, they should be able to spend the money to protect that guy. Thank you. Yeah, but they got to make it worth the while and protect that guy. So Mason Rudolph is not that guy. So No, I agree. I think... What so, are the it, what are the odds? What are the percentage chance that Mason Rudolph is your starter in game one? I say 50 50. I hope I hope absolutely zero because I do not want Mason Rudolph taking another snap in an a, in an actual game for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, prepare think, to be prepared to be disappointed. I think the odds are even greater than 50 50. Yeah. I think that's like he, a 65 he, he is a chance. terrible quarterback. Okay, in his defense, no. he only played one game. Let me let me finish. He only played one game, and that was the Detroit game, and he was absolutely horrible in that. However, he was not supposed to be the starter in that game. Ben gets COVID. They find out Ben got COVID the night before, and they basically just threw Mason in. Not to give excuses for the guy. I mean, it's freaking Detroit. You can't beat Detroit, but still. Not to mention the weather, not to mention that Fryermuth and Johnson both fumbled in overtime that had nothing to do with him. I'm just saying, the last couple of times we've seen Rudolph, it hasn't been as bad as it had been I at times when Haskins. he lost the job to, to Duck Hodges. Win Haskins for the win hey, over Mason Rudolph. Maybe it will be Dwayne Haskins. Maybe ben- Dwayne Haskins... Hey, we're talking about Malik Willis and all these amazing, you know, all these amazing physical attributes that he's supposed to have. What about Dwayne Haskins, who was who was drafted high? 11th overall. If the Steelers add a quarterback this offseason that is intended to compete for the job, 
meaning one of these high profile free agents or somebody in the first three rounds, Dwayne Haskins won't be on the roster in preseason. He'll be somewhere else. It could be. It very well could be. It could be. We, right. we don't. Know. I said it right here on the donut bag. <laughs> All right. End it, of story. It could happen. He's not that guy either. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob said it. If 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 he was that guy, we wouldn't be talking about Mike Tomlin making goo goo eyes at Malik Willis. We would be talking about him goo goo making goo goo eyes at uh. And uh, what's his face? We just talked about uh, Tyler Penn, Trevor Penning, or you know, some other offensive lineman, or or a Devin Lloyd, who who I mean, there's there's a lot of ways, you know, the, the linebacker. So you know, I mean, there's a lot of ways you could go there. I yeah. mean, there's a lot of ways a mobile quarterback makes your offensive line better. So, do you know who had the longest rush from scrimmage for the Steelers up until the final week of the season? Mason Rudolph. Michael Vick. Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph, yeah. Really? Michael Vick didn't have it? Michael Vick didn't play football well, no, just year. We're talking about last year. Oh. Uh, I thought you meant all time. Mason Rudolph. Michael Vick, Michael Vick might have had it. Mason Rudolph has. I mean, there are times when he looked Yay! pretty, um, pr- Sorry, pretty mobile. Sorry, I got the alert. TJ Watt, Defensive Player of the Year. Yay! Breaking news. I mean, even... Even Aaron Donald's like, yeah, yeah, TJ's winning. So. What? <laughs> I, I I watch so many I I watch so many interviews. And they're like, really, you're gonna you're you're gonna come at TJ Watt for this? It eh. was TJ's. It was TJ's year. He deserved it. Um, I mean, how many games did TJ Watt have a significant hand in winning? I'm guessing he three or four. Re- he just absolutely wrecked games. How many games like, did we win? <laughs> That's how many. Absolutely right. Um, he, and like, when he, he he even gave us a shot against the Chiefs, like when he ugh. wasn't in there. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, he, he he led he led to a score. And when he wasn't in there, when he wasn't playing, the defense was completely different and much worse. Yeah. So there's, um, I mean, there's almost your definition of an MVP right there. So yeah, he, he played um, 15 games and broke the sack record, like. That, 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 that to me is just like that's enough like you're you're already you're already you're already like that good so yeah i'm so happy for that man that is it is about damn time he, 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 he should have deserved to win it last year i mean aaron donald aaron donald for whatever it's worth aaron donald is an amazing defensive player so i will not take anything away from that man but TJ deserves to win it this year. If you were to rank all defensive players in the NFL right now, I'd say there's a God tier and there's three people in that TJ Watt, Aaron Donald, Miles Garrett. Would you agree? Definitely. 100%. Uh, Who's that? Who's that player for the Cowboys? Uh, Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons. I, 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 I think give me two or three more years of that. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, He's he's on his way. All right. All right. All right. He's on his way. Definitely. on his way. I'm talking this season. This, oh yeah, this particular season, I would put him in that category. But to be a rookie defensive player in the conversation for overall defensive player of the year, right? Not just rookie of the year. That's right. pretty damn impressive. Total, total, yeah. total respect. He he was he's amazing. Exactly. He's amazing. That, yeah, that's so. why I'm saying put him in that conversation. I don't know what he's going to do for the next couple of years. Passers are probably going to avoid him. 
he's probably going to never get that number of interceptions again. Well, but, we'll see. <laughs> well, that, yeah, that was Trayvon Diggs. Yeah, totally. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, but speaking of TJ Watt and that defense, they better do something about that defensive line. Uh, I think, I think they need to replace Stefan to it. So is Tua coming back next year? Probably I think not. you have to plan to it. I think you have to plan as if he's not. I really do. I agree. I agree. I I think he's done. I think he's he's done. Um. So and, and that was the biggest oh, weakness. That was the biggest weakness of the um of the defense was that defensive line. If they just had, yeah. if they just had a good it was line, basically Cam Hayward just like holding down everything. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. They 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 desperately they they really need to do something about that. Um. What else do they? I think they need another. I I, I think Schobert is not the answer at uh, inside linebacker, and uh, you, you also not. need Devin Bush in, insurance. So I think you need another good inside linebacker. I think that was another. I weakness. would take, I, but I I agree with you. I would keep Schobert and draft another inside linebacker because I, I, Devin Bush. I'm I'm ready to cut him. I think I think the Get problem with Schobert is he makes a lot of money. Schobert's gone. You think he's gone? Um, he's one hundred percent gone. Really? Schobert. Yeah. He makes that much money. He makes nine million. Uh, yeah, I didn't really actually. Actually, his. Money. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He makes ten million. He his his yeah. cap number is nine point seven million. By he the way, one hundred percent gone. To its cap number he made is that much money. Then get him gone. To he, it, he made the most tackles on the Steelers. Uh, uh, yeah, but so. that's because the line was so bad. I mean, Minka made a bunch of tackles too. You don't want your safety yeah. making all those tackles. It was not eight, was, nine, ten yards down the down the field. No, the, I won the, um, um, Schobert <laughs> and Devin Bush were a big problem. Uh, I think with Devin Bush. You just hope for the best that, that he figures it out and that he recovers, you know, totally from his injury and he goes nah. back to to form. Because otherwise, if if I'm Devin, for Ryan Chase here to come back, <laughs> if Devin Bush does not, um, if Devin Bush craps out and that was a bust, that's a that's a big black eye on this team. Considering they had to trade up to get him, and for that to fail, that that was a really bad look. And that's the last thing you want is to be burned off of doing that ever again. You know, you right. love a player, you should go get him. And if it doesn't work out, man, it just doesn't work out. But uh, I think, you know, finally getting healthy will do a lot for him. Hopefully I'm right on that. Yeah. And uh, I mean, uh, again, you know, the, he, the, he got a lot of criticism for why, you know, why didn't you make so many tackles or whatever? It's like, well, hey, listen, when you're when your defensive line is that bad, it doesn't matter. You could have Ray Lewis at, at, at you know, in, in his prime. You're going to have problems. You know, that, that that line, that defensive line was just a major problem. So that's something that yeah. they need to definitely fortify. Um, but yeah, I mean, if they, ugh, and then they're not going to, they're not going to have that much. Uh... Okay. So they would save, they would save 4 million if they um, cut to it. Um, and so oh, no, they would they would they would save 10 million if they cut to it, and they would save well, only a couple million if they cut Schobert. So, um, so yeah, we'll, well see. Well, then cut to it and add it at add, add a decent defensive lineman. You gotta, yeah, bring Aaron Donald in and bring in Aaron Donald. There you go. There's, there's, 
Aaron Donald, Miles Garrett can be, can be a backup. Um, Micah Parsons, we could, uh, we, you know, we got something there. We got to go. It might be a long shot, but I'm going to throw it out into the universe anyway. Uh, JJ Watt. I don't know what his contract status is. I should probably be more responsible and look at what his contract status is. Uh, Let's get the Watts back together. But the only reason, think about probably the only reason he didn't come here was because he wasn't going to be a starter, right? If Tuit's not here, there's a wide open space for him. Oh, my God. Can you imagine the Watt brothers on on one side of the line? Oh, You know what would be funny? If they got JJ and they cut Derek. No, the intimidation <laughs> factor alone, like offensive line would just be like, all right, I- I'm ready, I, I think. Um, I'm, I'm doing the responsible thing and looking at his contract. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure. He's His cap number is $16 million, so because uh, I think he signed at least a two-year contract with Arizona. He, he signed, uh, yeah, two-year contract, $28 million. 12 million signing 14 on the salary. Uh, so he is, I mean, well, they have void years at 24 and 25. So his contract gets more expensive the longer that he's on the, the roster, but those, those years are, are, are wildly inexpensive. This 2022 year is the most expensive year on his contract. So maybe so, not, but I mean, maybe, you maybe you not in 2022, but maybe in 2023 is, is more realistic. Maybe so. And so <laughs> I'd be okay with that. I think that would be awesome. And I think and 34 years right old. That's not terrible. We have the bad. offensive line and we won the Super Bowl that year. Yeah. <laughs> the Watt brothers. Oh, that would be amazing. Now the Watt. He does have a no trade clause, but I would imagine he would open that up for the Steelers. You got it. You got to play with your family. You got to play with your yeah, yeah. Where, so. where are the Watts? Where are the Watts originally from? Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Uh oh. That's why he was tied to the Packers too. Oh, hey Joey, just saw your new episode drop. <laughs> um. So who's winning the Super Bowl? I don't Rams. I don't know. Rams. I think it's a toss up. Oh, I, I think it's a toss up. I just have I, I I'm morally obligated to root for any root against anybody from the AFC North that's not the Steelers. Um so. it's funny. It's funny. Basically, if you're a Steelers fan and you say I like the Bengals, you're 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 basically a traitor. You're you're yeah, you're Benedict on. Here's the thing. When I, uh, I don't like I, I don't like that narrative. I, I hate that. I hate that stuff. Do whatever you want. Yeah, because here's the thing. When uh when Tom Brady led that comeback in Super Bowl 51, I decided that day I'm not going to hate greatness anymore. I have plenty of reason to not like Joe Burrow. I respect the hell out of him because he is flat out incredible. It, oh, it yeah. is insane what he is capable of doing. Uh but at the same time, it's about damn time that Matthew Stafford got his. You know, all Thank those you. years in Detroit, and he comes to a dream team down in L.A., and they they finagle the cap space. Cooper Cup's one of the best in the league. They got a fantastic running game, too. Great defensive line. Uh, and for all the reasons that the Bengals aren't supposed to be there, it doesn't seem to matter. He got sacked nine times to get the tight against the Titans, was under constant pressure against the Chiefs, and still found ways to, to escape that. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter that their offensive line is that bad for them because they have such a fantastic quarterback in Burrow. 
they have incredible receivers. Joe Mixon's insane. And their defense is just quality enough. And I saw a graphic this morning. Just so happened to see it. Now, obviously, this is a different Cooper Cup, but Mike Hilton is considerably better than the last time that they met up. Mike Hilton shut out Cooper Cup the last time they played against each other. <laughs> I don't believe that for a second. I don't know if he'll do it again. I don't believe that for I want to see Matthew Stafford win it. Uh, just because he got such a bum deal in Detroit for so long. Yeah. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup is uh, – Cooper Cup, uh, I mean, he's not he's not the biggest, fastest, strongest, like, wide receiver in, in the league, but he just finds a way to make plays. Go Cooper Cup. Uh, OBJ, uh, say what you want about him. I think it says a lot that he couldn't do anything in Cleveland – but he comes out and does stuff for the Rams. He's OBJ again. <laughs> yeah. He's not uh, bad. He's not, he's he's not a pretty damn incredible. Receiver. I just think he's underutilized in Cleveland. Well, you have, right. you have, okay. You know, we mentioned Stafford, OBJ, Von Miller, Jalen Ramsey. These are all people that were on other teams that suffered greatly on some of the Matthew Stafford, 12 years in Detroit, uh, you know, God bless, sir. Um, OBJ, we, you know, he went through, he went through hell in Cleveland. Um, you know, Von Miller, those, those Bronco teams weren't great. And Jalen Ramsey was on the, was on the Jaguars. God, you know, my goodness, he's haven't, haven't we suffered enough? You know, all these people, they realize that making it to the Super Bowl and getting this far is really rare. So they're going to take advantage of that. But I think also at the same time, Matthew Stafford is also prone to total bonehead things. We haven't seen it in this, in these playoffs, but he is capable of doing that, of just totally messing up. But at the same time, like this is why I kind of lean towards the Rams because all those names you just listed off, you have so many dudes who are top five at their position. And that is, you know, we didn't name any offensive linemen. They have some pretty stacked offensive linemen. And oh, know? by the way, Aaron Donald. Right. And yeah, <laughs> defensive line is stupid good. Uh, and and I don't know if you guys noticed like some of the uh, social media stuff for Aaron Donald, but like he's kind of the vocal leader that he's never really been before because he wants it this time. You know, that he wants oh, yeah. the ring more than the defensive player of the year award this year. Oh, yeah. uh, and who can blame him? And but, you know, it, it, it's kind of funny. With, with Stafford, uh, you have all these weapons. You know, you're a gunslinger, but you have to protect the ball against the Bengals because that's the way that they found, you know, why they were able to beat the Titans. This is partial of the reason they were able to beat the Chiefs as well. You, you've got to protect the ball. But I think, too, when you have all that experience against all this inexperience of the Bengals, I've, I thought the, the youth of the Bengals would help propel them to the space – but I was never confident enough to say that the Bengals would be able to utilize that youth to win the Super Bowl like the Chiefs did. All this experience, it, it kind of has that same vibe as last year's Super Bowl where the Bucks were able to use their experience to take out the Chiefs. And so the, I kind of want to lean that way. And the Super Bowl experience, the Rams are just in the Super Bowl a few years ago. The Bengals, yeah. the Bengals Very different roster. It's very very yeah, different, different roster. roster. Yeah, J- Jared Goff is not, you know, he'll he'll be in the Super Bowl again. But um, 
the Bengals, they didn't even win before this year. They haven't won a playoff game in 30 years. So this Bengals is going to bungle. I mean, all they, they haven't, they've been to the Super Bowl two times before and lost. The Bengals going to bungle. Before you and I were born. <laughs> I, I still like those. Before I mean, anybody on that roster was born. This is I'm different. aware. Icky Woods failed 40 aware, years ago. Therefore, but, they will lose. <laughs> um, but, but like the, the main thing I, I keep thinking of is the weakness of the Bengals is their offensive line and the strength of the Rams is their defensive line. And I think they're just going to wreck things. And, and we could say, oh, yeah, well, the Titans got nine sacks on Burrow and they still won. They won because Ryan Tannehill was hot garbage. They yeah. gave away that Ryan game. Tannehill is hot garbage, but. <laughs> um, you know, well, he was really hot garbage in that game. And, you know, let's 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 not assume that that the Rams are just going to give away the game this time. So I think that's that's a huge matchup, but. Yeah, I'm I'm going Rams. Plus, it's a home game, um, and I wonder I wonder that it's going to be like almost 90 degrees. I wonder if that's going to ha- have any factor. Well, it'll be in the let, dome. Let, let me put this in perspective. I don't think it's a can dome. You, can you imagine? I think there's like I think there's hometown. like open windows or something like that. Oh, okay. Can you can you imagine going into your hometown, full stadium, it's the Super Bowl, and you losing that game? The Rams are not going to let that happen. Like the Rams are going to go in and they have to blow this team out. Uh, I, I, maybe I, I got, I got, the, I got the Rams. I got the Rams by two touchdowns. I'm just saying, I've seen uh, Matthew Stafford's alma mater do that a couple of times in Atlanta, the Georgia Bulldogs a little roll tide joke for you there. I do think it's kind of funny. Uh, I, I've kind of, you know, build it as much on my show when we've been talking about the Super Bowl is you two former first overall picks from the SEC that both happen to wear number nine and have incredible arm talent and one is older hasn't been able to taste that success in his career and the other one is the young hotshot where everywhere he goes something amazing happens uh so I think it's a perfect it sounds so weird to say Cincinnati Bengals in the Super Bowl Yes. And, yes, and it does. The Los Angeles Rams have those funky new uniforms that it, it all just seems to kind of clash, but it really is a wonderful story. And I think even with all the strengths and weaknesses pairing up the way they do, I think we're in store for a really fantastic game. I think I don't it's know if I'm be, getting my own hopes up, but I really do think so. I think it's going to be interesting, and I have so much respect for for Joe Burrow because he changed a culture. That Bengals team was a mess for years. And Did he you see Mike in... Brown when they accepted the AFC championship? Yeah. He had no idea you were even allowed to do that. <laughs> he never prepared that speech over 31 years. He never expected to do it. <laughs> Mike Brown is, you could argue, the worst owner in sports. The dude has no business running an NFL franchise. We all know who's number one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Unfortunately, there's there's a few people that are in the running for that. But uh, Dan Snyder's at the top. Dan Snyder is easy. That guy should be in jail, let alone. And I think I I think they might kick him out. I don't know. There there might be. They they might. At some point, they got to get tired of the noise. 
there's a lot of noise. Oh boy. Uh, but, um, but Mike Brown is, is he's, it's a, he's a joke of an owner. He's, he's, he basically, he basically runs the NFL like a mom and pop store. It's like, wow, well, my, my, my cousin's going to be the general manager. And my, my you know, my, my, my daughter's going to do this. And my, you know, my neighbor's going to do that. I mean, it's, it's, it's That's hilarious, but, but for, for Joe Burrow and I don't, and you know, it's it's funny how much better Zach Taylor has been as a coach now that he has a, a, a franchise quarterback. It's funny how that works. He's he's his IQ has has increased exponentially. Um, but that that does go back to the the quarterback discussion. On you need to make sure you get not just a guy, but the guy. The Andy guy. Dalton is a fine quarterback. They had him for ten years and never won a damn thing with him. They get this Joe Burrow dude. And sure, you fell into him. And we're just joking about it with Mike Brown. Dude never had any intention of ever winning. They fell into Joe Burrow, and now they have no choice but to be winners because of him. But when you get that guy, it's like we said at the top of the show, absolutely anything can happen. Swing for the fences. Swing. Yeah. Go for the next Roethlisberger. Go for the next, you know, don't settle for a Jimmy G. Don't settle for a Mitchell Trubisky. Swing for the fences. If oh, you think- please don't, please don't bring Mitchell Trubisky into this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I do not want to even fathom the thought that he's. That's why, if they think Malik Wilson is the guy, they might go for him. They might. I think they will. I, I, I honestly, I could, I could see, I could see. In Keith Butler's, Keith Butler is retiring after this like whole trade thing. Keith Butler, I can see him moving up in the uh, moving up in the draft, making one last shot. And saying, I think you mean Kevin Colbert, but anyway. <laughs> the other Colbert. Yeah, Colbert. Um, you said Keith Butler, who is the oh. uh, the uh, defensive coordinator of which, who she really yeah, wasn't the defensive sorry, coordinator. Sorry, sorry. Oh, by the way, that's another thing we need to bring up. People are giving crap about uh, uh, basically that that Mike Tomlin is the uh, defensive coordinator. Uh, the almost, uh, more, I think, more than half of the co- head coaches in the league are either the offensive or defensive coordinator of their team. So it's not exactly. A, a, a crazy thing. It's like, oh, Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin. He, he won't. He won't bring in any new people. And, and let's stop with this. You know, outside hire thing. <laughs> Come on, people. In, in any in any profession, in any job, in any company, bringing in an outside hire is a huge risk because you don't know what they're going to be like. So when you have somebody that you you bring in the organization and that you have them there for a few years and you know what they're like. That's that you want to hire from within. You want to promote from within because you know those people. So come on, stop with this. It, it, there's a lot of people in this fan base that won't admit it, but they get jealous of how other franchises operate without understanding just how good they have it. Thank understanding you. that you know there's one minority coach in this in this league right now that would would have been fired for under any other franchise, right? You have that kind of consistency. You have a, a franchise that has three coaches in the past 65 years. There, <clears throat> why, why, do, why does so much of this fan base get so hung up on thinking that the way that they do things, sure, it's old school. Sometimes if, if old school still works, 
use it. If it's not working, evolve it. I think the Steelers are in the process of evolving it, but I don't think anybody should be looking anywhere around the league except maybe New England over the past 20 years and the way that they've kind of rebuilt so quickly again. That's the only team that you that you even recognize a little bit. And maybe you just take what they do in free agency, and that's it. You don't need to copy everything you, they're doing because what you've done for the past 60 years has worked in one form or another. You've had very little downtown. The standard is the standard. And the Steelers have shown a willingness to change with the times. For example, trading trading their first-round pick for Minka Fitzpatrick. You know, because we we never traded our first round pick before, and they did. They have changed. And they moved to take it, take Devin Bush. I remember, I remember being in the parking lot of like movie theater, going into a movie, and hearing that they moved up. And I was like, Steelers never move up. Who are they taking? And they took Devin Bush, and like he he was supposed to be the stud. And yeah, like. Um, the, Steel- the Steelers are not above adapting to like the new NFL. It's just they do it in their own systematic way. So I'm I'm telling you right now, I'm looking at the like the draft chart. There's a point of value assigned to each like draft pick to determine like like what what could get in, in a trade. If they wanted to move up from 20 to 17, I think all they would need to give up is a third round draft pick. That's not bad for a third round draft elite? pick. To get in, in this scenario, if if they if they need to draft if they need to trade up to seventeen to get Malik Wilson, it would only take a third round draft pick. That's not bad. Uh, I, I I would do that in heartbeat. I would do yeah. That's 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 not you know. Too I would crazy. do that in a heartbeat, and then with my next pick, I take offensive lineman, offensive lineman, offensive lineman. Like just just get all the offensive linemen. <laughs> now to go in the top ten. Now we're talking you would have to trade a second and a third round. They would have to, they have to trade their second and third but, round. But, but, uh, but I heard the quarterbacks, the quarterbacks in this, uh, the quarterbacks in this draft aren't going that high. We don't know. Corral <laughs> right and now. Willis will, and maybe even Pickett. Who will? Pickett, Pickett. Corral and Willis. Uh, they'll probably all go top 10. Yeah. His teams really? will trade in. You think so? It's, it's, it, it, it shouldn't happen, but it will because they're quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, quarterbacks okay. get get a much higher value than they deserve because of the position because of their quarterbacks. And and I would say, as much as I like two of those three quarterbacks, I would still only expect maybe one of them to to really be a mainstay starter in the NFL with with serious success. You know, like it's it's such a low percentage that any one of these guys is going to hit. You know, somebody's going to so overspend true. on a quarterback, and you just hope it's not the Steelers, right? So That's true. why I've said play it safe this whole way through but we'll see what they do and i'll be happy no matter what they do i mean maybe go like heavy offensive line and get a jimmy g and trade and I want jimmy who g knows what happens i i think jimmy g gets a bit of a bum rap because he did play with significant injuries and and Jimmy G almost took him to the Super Bowl. Jimmy G took him to the Super Bowl a few years ago and he almost did that now. But why did that happen? Not because he was such a good quarterback. He is the he is the exception to the rule. We've been saying you need the guy, you need the franchise quarterback. And look at all the teams in the playoffs. You know, the Bills almost made it. Allen. Well, you but know, what I'm what I'm saying is you put Jimmy G behind a decent offensive line. You got Najee Harris, you got all those weapons. Yeah. And you, you can't get a defense. defense. Eh, 
you can't get a decent offensive line. This is why. He's the most expensive out of all of them and the most mid out of all of them. Jimmy G is, it, yeah, it, he's not cheap. You're right. Yeah, You're right. you have he's to trade cheap. for him. All so, right, Marcus Mariota. You have yeah, to, that's you, why I'm okay with Mariota. Like, there are middle quarterbacks that I'm willing to take, and Jimmy G would be one of them if he wasn't so ridiculously expensive. Telling you, I would love, I would love to see Jameis Winston. I just have a feeling. I have oh. a feeling he's, I don't know, I don't know. But that he played really well until he tore his ACL. But yeah, yeah. But uh, and and he, yeah, he, he was pretty mobile too. But we'll see. But that is the other way you go is you either have a franchise quarterback that could that could carry the team on his back, or you have a mid guy like Jimmy G with a great defense and a great line and a great wide receiver and great, and great everything else. And yeah, and, and you could still, you know, so that that's the other path. We'll see, but fix, fix the offensive line. That's, it doesn't matter. Please just fix the offensive. Line. Just fix, I it. Say, fix the offensive line. Let Najee Harris run, run rampant across everything. Well, that's the and, other fear. Who, who cares what the quarterback is? The other fear is, I mean, look what happened with Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley is damn good, and he got destroyed because he's on the Giants. You don't want poor Najee still had a successful season behind that offensive line, and he had Najee, to fight for every. Uh, Najee's a different type of runner, in my in my perspective. And Jacob, you can you can definitely chime in on this because you know more about him. But Najee's a different type of runner than Saquon is. Saquon is much more uh, Barry Sanders type, uh, like juking and like trying to go different directions. Najee is more like, I'm going to take a cut and just push through you and you're going to get out of my way. So but, you get him a good offensive line and Najee's just going to like Adrian Peterson, that crap. Exactly. Like, be like get out of you my get way. A good and- offensive line or a better offensive line. And you take Najee, who had a still had a good year with that crap, and give yeah. him a better offensive line. He's yeah. going to be a star, and he's that's going what to I'm be, saying. He's going to Adrian Peterson that crap. He's going to be then, like, I, and then yeah. you're not putting as much much you know the whole the whole team on the quarterback's back, regardless of who it is. Because bring back Michael Vick. I like like put Michael Vick back in the game. Like I'm I'm down. Bring back what's Randall Cunningham doing? Right. <laughs> hey, yo, slash number 10's open. Cordell, yeah, yeah, Cordell yeah, Stewart yeah. still still Cordell Stewart. Tommy yeah. Maddox. Where's Tommy Maddox? Come on, he could he could come back. Neil O'Donnell. No, no, no. He'll throw no. two interceptions. He'll throw two interceptions for touchdowns. It'll be fine. <laughs> still not over that. Still not over that. Oh, and trust I still think- me. That that is that is one of my first Super Bowl memories, and I it will never die. I hate I hate Neil O'Donnell for that reason. <laughs> Winning a Super Bowl is the most wonderful thing, and we've seen we we've been witness to that. But but being in a Super Bowl and losing is one of the worst things ever, and unfortunately, we've experienced that too. And it's yeah. I, I I my first experience was losing, and then I was gracious enough to see them win two, and obviously we lost the one of the Packers, which we should have won, but. <sighs> Shard yeah. Mendehall. All right, guys. This, this All right. was a blast. Good. Yeah. Have have a. Uh, I, I, I'm so happy to talk more Steelers ne- uh, in the coming 
days. Oh, but... we've only we've only just begun. We've only begun this quarterback <laughs> talk. It's what we're going to be talking about for the next six months. It'll only get more chaos. It's, only, it's uh, yeah, the chaos. The chaos has only begun. Yes. <laughs> All right. All right. Everybody, See you guys. Take care. I'll talk to you soon. Later, guys.